I don't care if I look stupid or not. Drink vodka in moderation, kid. <laughs> Never trust a big booty and a smile. I'm always trying to shove it in the back. And sometimes I don't know if you're yoking or not. Hold still. Hold still. Hold still. Yeah, boy, straight to door. I'm a white sound like Bane. Let's look on that. Fuck it, I'll just let it be awkward. This is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. Keep listening, or you know who might come after you. The Boogeyman, y'all. She's talking about the Boogeyman. What up, what up? Yo. Hey, hey, hey. Happy Sunday. Hey, episode 517 of the BBPC. Oh, was that a sneeze? Cough? No, that was like a, like a, that's how many episodes, that's it. That's a piece of cake. I got 500 more. There you go. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Episode five seventeen. Don't know what the title will be. We got lots of time to figure that out. Mm. Who's going to be the winner? Should we give a point to whoever can guess who's going to make that? Is something Hardy's going to say? Something Tony says, or something I would say? Yo, you're trying to come up with more ways for people to get points. Get points. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But it is episode 517, BBPC, Sanford's Bad Boys Podcast. Randomly rants on all things movies. Unless you're Tommy Wiseau, it's Bad Boys Broadcast. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always, Mr. Pippert Crumble over there, who won't fucking stop moving. Hey, you're the one that's the whole fucking family interrupting the podcast. Um, I'm I'm Harley, a.k.a. Marcus Burnett. It's my nickname. It's my name, The Interrupter. And I'm Tony, aka MCP. Kid, Tony's like watching his parents fight right now. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> is it safe to speak? <laughs> yeah, I was just in the corner. Um, I I gotta go to I gotta go to bed now. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I hate for you to see that now. Yeah, I, I got to figure you guys yeah, out. I, yeah, so we'll make up later. Don't worry. That's all right. I'll yell at him a couple more times. I'm just playing here with my Rubik's cube. Just let me know when you're done. Yeah, <laughs> show your room real quick. Yeah, um, I hate to start off the the show on a sad note, but we have to we have to discuss this real quick. Um, uh, you know, we talk about movies, and we lost another actor today, or not today, yesterday. Um, Chadwick Boseman, who was forty three years old, um, who you know made his fame for playing um, Jackie Robinson, James Brown, and of course King T'Challa, uh, Black Panther. Um, you battled cancer for four years, and in those four years, he was still making those movies, man. And that's what I was wild. like. I was like, I looked at his. I was like, he's been battling cancer for four years, but he's been banging out movies for four years. Did he, and then I saw a, like a Twitter or an Instagram picture of him, and he was like anorexically skinny. So maybe mm-hmm. he just had a real sharp decline in the last six months or nine months or something like that. But, um. Yeah, you'd never know that he was sick. He was in, he was so busy. So mm-hmm. apparently, the was... uh, the director didn't even know of Black Panther. Ah, yeah, he wow. he wasn't aware of it. They, they kept it that close. Think about this too. Like, you know, how hard is it to like just you know do your work at all, perform, but then to be battling like that? 
and some of like the the pictures I've seen of him um going to like Sherwin's hospitals and uh dealing with kids that were going through that and him, him and him himself being diagnosed it was just like yeah it's insane it, yeah it, it's absolutely insane and just I kept staring at the pictures and I was just staring right at his eyes and thinking like like if there was like sadness I was trying to see if I could see sadness in his eyes like knowing you know but not showing anybody and nobody knew you know so maybe with all the closest people in his life um, it's amazing just, that he was able to keep it a secret yeah in this day and age right yeah yeah absolutely I guess there was people trolling him and, or bullying saying you know like oh look how skinny he is making fun of him without even knowing what the fuck's going on you know um, yeah, that's that's bound to happen. Yeah, but just seeing, yeah. yeah, that just so just, that just shows his resolve and his yeah. character to just you know, just through all of it, he right? Kept, he kept it under wraps and still, and and nobody knew knew any better. That's that's an insane display of willpower. Absolutely, and it just made me sad, like seeing the pictures of him, like you know, cheering people up and kids, and then just seeing, like I remember when it came out too, it was it was huge, it was big, especially for like the African American community, where they felt like, look, that that's that, I, that could be me, you know. Like, I remember just this huge wrestler, like um, I remember this one wrestler Titus who like bought out a whole theater for like these and, and, like uh, you know kids from the urban cities, like just for them to watch, and just I could just imagine seeing like you know. Um, uh, like think think about like the like every time you know like you he's like if I ask Harley hey when you see a Mexican what is he playing a cartel or a cholo in a movie right right, right. <laughs> so, you know so it's imagine seeing a black man you know and then being a superhero and being you know going up against Captain America and Winter Soldier and uh, and in Infinity War in game right when uh, who's the first person to come out of the portal oh it gives me chills thinking about it like it was fucking like Panther. Um, and uh, there was this one speech he had said. I wrote it down. I saw it. I saw it on Twitter. I'm trying to remember if it was from. I'm sorry if I butchers or what movie it was from. If it was some Civil War, he was talking to Black Widow. So if he, if anyone can remember, you know, let me know. But it was his character, and he said, and it was funny because he said, "Death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and bask and segment. It's S E K H M E T." I'm not really sure what that word means. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I did read that he was uh, very... Hold on, let me finish. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Said, then lead you into the green belt, V-E-L-D-T, where you can uh, run forever. I just thought it was fitting that it was his character that had said something like that, you know? And, um, um, yeah, man, just seeing the how poor people, um, uh, you know, just seeing the interviews of him as the person, you know, and, like, there was this one video I saw with Jimmy Fallon where he was hiding behind the poster and people were just saying how like important this was for the movie. And, and then he would come out of the, uh, the curtain and, and I got like teary eyed, man. It was really, I got really emotional. I don't know why it was just the, so cool. But people were just saying like, just the things they were saying, you know, and like one of them had like a little daughter with them and, um, 43 is way too goddamn young dude. So, um, yeah. What, what, uh, what do you guys, uh, I was going to say he was, um, he was, uh, I read somewhere and I, obviously I don't know, and I didn't follow his career and, and, you know, and I have my issues with the movie, <laughs> but neither here nor there. Um, I think he, he, I read that he was pretty, uh, pretty devout Christian. So he, I'm sure he had some, some, uh, hopefully he, he had some peace, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know like, um, for, for my own, my own experience 
you know, and obviously I'm, I'm agnostic and, and I don't believe that we, I don't, you'd be hard pressed to convince me that there's some sort of afterlife, no matter how good a life you lived. Um, but I do think that religious people that really do believe probably have an easier time, uh, going, you know what I mean? Because they don't think it's the end kind of thing. And to, you know, to kind of, you know, run with that quote, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen firsthand people that weren't religious and have a hard time going out. And it might very well have been um, a lack of, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be an end. Or I don't know that there's going to be something after this. And that, that would make, you know, death more finite and um, not easy to, to, to handle. So, mm. um, yeah. So he had died, it was at home with his family. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd been diagnosed as terminal for some time if he had started to lose a bunch of weight. And, um, but just to be, like I said, I mean, when was he diagnosed? Does he have kids? Does he have kids? Um, I'm not sure. I'll look it up. But yeah, it was was four years ago. It was what, 1920. So, diagnosed in 17. So, he'd done Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame. Which are all like you know, like heavy tasks to be doing. You know, it's not like it's just you know reading some words. He was it was like a, you know a lot of stunts and it involved a lot of work for him to do. He did not he, have any kids. Okay, he did Twenty One Bridges and then The Five Bloods, and then there's one where it says completed Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and then Yasuke or Yasuke was in pre-production. Yeah, so so um, yeah um. Yeah, it's a shame, man. It's it's sad. It's bad when anyone dies, you know. Um, but some of the, like just the parts he was doing, where he just had a, he was like a hero on on the screen and off the screen, you know. It was really neat to see. Yeah, no, know. it's sad. I mean, you you nailed it. He he was yeah. he was too young for sure. He obviously had decades of of the future of entertaining millions of of people, and I think. You know, say what you will about acting or whatever, but uh, that can leave a huge pause, especially with the comic books, right? I mean, the, these kids are going to grow up and absolutely look at at the Black Panther like their hero. You know, so young African American kids, and, yeah. and absolutely, and so that that's going to go on. You know, whether he lived or died, but if he had been alive, he could have you know continued on and. It's yeah, like it's like Michael Keane, right? Everywhere he goes, he's always Batman. Yeah, of course. I mean, the positive impact that somebody like him had while he was alive and could right. continue to have if he continued to live mm-hmm. is um, is tough. And that, that you know, like all those kids I, that he probably met. You know, there was this one sad story where he was on um, on uh, Sway in the morning and he was talking to Sway, and then like uh, there's these two kids he was talking about that uh, I think they had cancer as well. And all they wanted to do was see Black Panther, and unfortunately, they didn't make it. Um, and that really hit him hard. It, 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 he couldn't talk; like, he you know, almost didn't finish the interview talking, mentioning them. You know, yeah. Um, hey, it's 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 tough. I struggle. I don't want to put celebrities on a pedestal, and and in today's day and age, we really celebrate celebrities. I mean, we just, I mean, we'll let them fucking run for president. We'll vote them in presidency. You know, I mean, we'll just look at look at Kanye West. 
I mean, this is probably the least qualified person ever to be president beside the guy who's in office now. And he'd get millions of votes just because he's a celebrity. And, and so you got to be careful about celebrating these people. Um, But if you put it in a context, the good they can do with their energy, you know, is and obviously or, this or is what status, he did. Or it's this that is, status, right? This you is know? what he did. Yeah, he. If you're he playing had this opportunity, we can be here. You know, like that's one of the things I would like. If I could do, make a wish, you know, and be like, like John Cena. He's like the most requested um, person on Make a Wish, right? And he's yeah. always going to hospitals, and he can brighten up a kid's day, or you know. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's like, like when fucking Johnny Depp shows up to the hospital wearing his fucking Pirates like, of the Caribbean yeah. outfit. It's, it's you know so I mean? like it's such a cool feeling, a cool thing to do, and it's just yeah. it's just amazing, right? So yeah, and then you got like you know influencers or TikTokers that just you know use they don't use their they don't have a talent or they can't right you know what I mean. And say what you will about Kanye West, I know I'm using him as, him as the example. Um, and it's, you know, there's a million examples of people that have zero talent that are famous, you know, look at his wife. Um, and so it's difficult because they don't have anything to bring to the table. And obviously Chadwick did, right? He was mm-hmm. a celebrated actor and he used that to help children that were going through something similar while he wasn't telling anybody about it. So people relate um, him. He was like, you say he was Christian. He graduated from Howard university. Show love from Howard HU, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to leave Tony have the last word because then he can say, Yeah, I'm sorry, Tony. Like, I know he, he asked say, you, and then I interrupted. He can segue, not segue. I just want him to like talk and then segue right yeah. into the movie because he had just rewatched it. So, um, yeah, the, the I was trying to find it, I can't, I can't find it, but I read that, uh, the tweet because they his his family posted on his Twitter account, um, it's the most like tweet now. What's that? It's the most liked tweet. Yeah, it's the most liked tweet on Twitter. Uh, I was like, that that's pretty badass. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I did I did watch Black Panther. Um, it, yeah, it was one of those like I, I thought maybe you guys would watch it. I mean, it's very relevant, and why not? It's it's a lot of fun. Sure. Um, and yeah, I started. It's, I just didn't get, I didn't get to finish it today. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it. Um, it was it was interesting to watch it. And have the context of what we knew, we know now that he was, he he, he was suffering from um, the illness during filming, and he was still pulling off, you know, stunts and and fighting, and it's like, and and then and then the, in the scenes where he's like uh, drinking the the, oh, oh the God, to take away that. to take away okay. the the Black Panther power, and he's yes. like dying like dying in those scenes, and I'm like, it's like oh shit. Or, or any yeah. of the scenes where he's dying, like he's has why, he, he yeah. was dying like multiple thought, times, and it's like I, th- I thought of that too. I was like, why can't he just get that to get rid of his cancer? right? Or or even in the scenes where he's like in the in in the uh, talking to his dead father uh, and the ancestors, oh. it's like whoa, this is this is gnarly to think about this that this it's was so on his mind. Said that too, yeah, right. I like him walking it, up to like Stan Lee, you know, yeah. <laughs> And just like talking to him, like, like thank you for your portrayal, you know, like welcome here. Now, I yeah, it's funny you said that. I was I was kind of drifting away and thinking like too, like especially when he's in that with the room with the sand, uh-huh. you know, and he's drinking, yeah, drinking yeah. And, putting, and putting that all on him. It's like, oh my god, it's kind of it's it's very eerie in that way. Right, right. The the and that's what I mean. Like the the willpower for this guy to to just compartmentalize 
the the shit that he's going through to yeah. pull this off. And it's like it's, it's power to him, man. He, he, he it's was pretty badass. Um, in terms of the movie, it's it's still a lot of fun. Um, there's uh, it's it's different, you know. It's a different style of uh, um, superhero movie, uh, but it makes it fun. Like uh, the the music's really cool. Um, the, the, the yeah, there's there's the CG. I remember reading about people complaining about the CG fights, and I'm like, however, have you ever seen you know, vibranium suits? You know, get charged up and flip. You don't. You haven't seen them, so you don't know what it really looks like in real life. Like, get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is this is it's not quite a Slater. Um, like watching it again, it I didn't have the 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 same hype I did the first time I watched it. Um, so I don't feel like it's a Slater because I don't see myself watching this again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a super high dollar. Yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'll say this: if you nice. just go through every picture on the internet of fucking Mr. Bozeman. He is the best dressed celebrity of 2020. <laughs> that motherfucker is like a cut. Like, you know how we watch like sitcoms or not sitcoms, but you watch like television shows and the actors always have like a new outfit on and you and I, I, I have the same three t-shirts I wear and I just sort of wander right. them until the fucking threads yeah, come out. Like you. you know what I mean? And then it's like every five years I end up, you know, trading in that t-shirt for another one, et cetera, et cetera. That dude was fucking Mr. GQ the cover every time and it's like it's like pictures of him coming out of the laundry room and he's dressed to the fucking nines so I don't know if it's him I don't know if he's had a tailor but that motherfucker was pimping it his outfits every suit jacket was just living large so I I absolutely applaud him for Make the game, make the play. Yeah, no kidding, man. Dude, just so like, I mean, obviously, a lot of it's like super flamboyant stuff, but and obviously, he pulled it off. He pulled it off into the nines for sure. So, well, I mean, just a huge impact. You remember that one NBA All Star game where one of the basketball players came up to him and he and he took off uh, out of his jacket, pulled the Black Panther. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And then the guy put it on and gave him the Wakanda salute, and then he went and dunked it. I mean, it was pretty cool. But then I also remember, too, that one time he was on the MTV Movie Awards, and he brought up on stage, he, the guy was on the crowd, it was like a guy that stopped a gunman, a, 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 a gunman in, like, Tennessee, and he's like, uh, oh, you didn't know I was going to do this, huh? And um, and he brought him up on stage, and he actually gave him the award. So, I mean, it's so surreal to think, like, he knew his his time was, you know, cut short on this on this on this planet here, you know, on this life, but he just full on took advantage of it. You know, like didn't anyone know, like I said, like not thinking about it, he gave him that award cause he's not going to be around. Right. So he gave it to Whoa, him. It's yeah. Perfect. That's like, crazy hey, to think. You're the real, you're the real hero. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're the real hero, you know, yeah. you just play one on TV or whatever. So I just think acts like that. And just like the, the one with the Jimmy Fallon's where the one guy's like, okay, I saw black Panther twice on, on the theater and one on bootleg and I can't wait to watch it again on Blu-ray. <laughs> And then uh, he comes out of the curtain. He goes, "You saw it on bootleg," and he's like, "Oh man, oh!" And he starts laughing, and he just kind of was like, just so like, not only was he like, you know, cool in like a uh, uh, superhero way, but like cool, like urban cool, like street, cool, you know what I mean? Like everyone can like, you know what I mean? It was just a, such a fresh, like when Tony's saying like Black Panther has this cool like, um, like African like vibe like theme music, yeah. right? It's yeah. like it's. Bombastic. But it's also got this like hip hop flair to it too, 
Because it played like yeah, he and he, he brought it with him. Like there's a, in one of the in one of the articles I read, uh, or um, the director he was he was making a commentary about working with him, uh, and the scene uh-huh. like like he said something about um, like in the in the coronation scene. He's like, well, Condon's, they have to dance during the coronation. If they just stand there with the spears, they're no different yeah. than Romans. And like, mm. he brought that vibe to it. You know, it wasn't just nice. written for him. And I was like, that's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, man, he's GQ smooth. When there's that club scene where they're trying to um, get a, a claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're like, spies or whatever. <laughs> And then what's her name? Scott the way who she hates. But just the way he puts his arm out on his chest and has uh, Lupita Nyong'o grab his arm, he's walking down. And I think having that accent too is super chill. Like you can never like, I don't think you can yell in that accent because it's just like <laughs> super chill, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's talking about it, it's like, oh, you don't like my new royal sandals, you know? It's just like, and he's like, why are you recording? Delete that footage like really quick. It's like it's got this really cool like hip vibe, you know? Even like when he sees like a. Uh, the sister's like, he's like, oh, come on, don't call me that. And just give it like a really cool high five, you know? It's it's just like a really hip, like, superhero, man. It's cool. So, like, you know, everybody, I think um, I think um, in the last uh, Laker game, LeBron was kneeling and he had the Wakanda Forever salute. Um, I remember that was huge. I mean, I'm sure he got annoyed by it wherever he was, everywhere he was seeing it. They were probably screaming, Wakanda Forever, you know? So, but for tonight, it's Bad Boys for Life and, you know, Wakanda Forever for sure for Mr. Bowser. Yeah, no, R.I.P. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that really quick. Um, so, Harley, you um, speaking of superheroes, it's, it's another perfect segue. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, we I don't know what spawned it, but we uh, Mazzy was bringing Not up superhero. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, we were talking. Mazzy was talking about like Superman or something like that, or not Batman, not Superman, Batman. And uh, I was like, yeah, you don't. You've never seen the trilogy, you know, and if she did, she, you know, was too young to right. sort of be able to watch it or follow, especially the, the Nolan Batman films. They're, they're, I'll, what I'll do is I'll kind of give me five minutes and I'll review both at the same time. Um, I did watch Batman Begins from 2005 and, and The Dark Knight. I, I'll make a point to, to watch The Dark Knight Returns or Forever or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, but I, yeah, I haven't got I haven't got a chance to, and I know it's like a foreign film. I have to read half of it. So, oh, so um, the the interesting thing. <clears throat> so this was spawned in uh, watching it with Mazzy or having Mazzy watch the Batman trilogy. She's old enough now, you know, twelve years old, and um, or is she thirteen? No, she's twelve. And um, <laughs> just had to think there for a second. So. So uh, anyway, so the um, I, I, both of these films are outstanding films. Uh, the Dark Knight, I think it was one of, if not the f- only film I've ever seen twice in the theater. It was like one of those movies you have to, you know, you, you're it's over and you're like, fuck, I gotta watch that again. You well, know, you've never seen like a Cameron there's... movie twice in the theater. Say that again. You've never seen a Ca- uh, Cameron movie twice in the theater. Mm, no. Because I, you know, it's like I didn't see Titanic twice, and I didn't see fucking uh, Avatar. Maybe I did see Avatar. No, I only saw Avatar once, and uh, before that, I was too young because his movies are so old. Because he makes one movie every twenty years, so um, so no. So anyway, um, so you know, and this was during the podcast when we were when, when I made a point to watch this. So, anyways, long story short, uh, Batman Begins, I think, is. 
especially important and interesting because this was almost a gamble, right? If you look at Christopher Nolan's uh, IMDb, if you look at his director, the only big film he had before this was Insomnia, right? And obviously he got Al Pacino for Insomnia, and I've always regarded Insomnia as an amazing film, uh, another R.I.P., um, and then of course, before that, his, his first sort of feature length film was Memento. Batman Begins was a gamble, right? And talk about absolutely changing the game, right? I mean, obviously before this, the franchise turned into this sort of caricature, especially from the origins of, of the Tim Burton Batman but um, we didn't really have anything to kind of compare this dark and gritty and character piece. I mean, you know, you watch it again, it's just, it's just, it's just working on character and this arc. For me, Batman Begins is about the arc of Bruce Wayne, and he does it perfectly, Christopher Nolan does. And he has to do it with little to no big action uh, experience, right? There's no action in Insomnia. Maybe there's a couple shootout. But he hasn't done the Inception or, or you know, anything with any of these sort of things. So he just literally creates this nothing to compare it to and it's 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 a perfect film. It's an absolute slider. Both of the movies are sliders. Um, but that I think for me, movie. I think Batman Begins is a little more special. Um, the Dark Knight has a much stronger outing for the villain, of course. Heath Ledger's performance is, is phenomenal. Um, you know, he's he's got a couple couple scenes where he genuinely is creepy. You work the score in there. Um, all the supporting casts uh, for both films are, are, you know, phenomenal. Michael Caine, of course. Um, Aaron Eckhart, not that great of an actor, but very good as Harvey Dent. And that, that, that's the character where we do see some some arc, right? We do see sort of this um, real evolution. Um, the Joker is the Joker from beginning to end. His character doesn't change much. Um, and neither does Batman, for that matter. And, and so for me, as a, like a replayability, and I think The Dark Knight is a little long, and I think it ends up being... There's a little more story than needs to be. Um, they, they, I feel like um, the uh, technology with the cell phone, while it's neat, it feels kind of like thrust in there at the end to to kind of ham up the action sequence in the abandoned um, industrial park. Um, there's another kind of storyline that feels kind of ham-fisted in there. Um, oh, the uh, the boat, how they, you know, pitch the two people together. I don't know. It, it, from a story standpoint, uh, Batman Begins is, is, um, is, is more, more interesting to watch um, Batman become Batman, for me personally. Um, the Dark Knight is, I, I was, it was over and I was, I was analogizing it to uh, Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders, right? Midnight Marauders is almost objectively a better album, right? It's just more fine-tuned. 
the the uh, you know just the sampling the, the everything is just that much better. It's it's all the same. It's all the same goodies that we know and love, but it's just refined. It's just smoothed out. It's better, but there's something raw. There's something more fulfilling from from low end theory or in this case for me Batman Begins. So um, I I'm curious to see how. Uh, the third and final play out. If I recall correctly, it felt very much like the dark Knight, where it was this sort of big convoluted storyline. And you, you know, especially Mazzy had kind of a hard time following along. And the big one obviously was Maggie Gyllenhaal having to play Rachel, um, mm. which I'm fine with because uh, what's her name is not a good actress. And she, her, her performance falls flat in Batman begins. And, yeah. And unfortunately, they you know they they I, I think they don't develop um, uh, what's his name the, um, the not the the fucking scarecrow right mm-hmm. um, what's his name is a good actor the, the the scarecrow character isn't developed very much we don't really get any kind of backstory we don't get any explanation obviously it's all eyes on Bruce Wayne becoming Batman and and for me that that makes it. Um, you know, it focuses on that energy and, and really works for me. So, um, like I said, both movies get slighter. Uh, but for me, I, I, Batman Begins is a better film. Wow. I can't remember the last time I watched it. What about you, Tony? It's been a while? Yeah, it's been a while. Oh. She ended up liking them. She's, like, excited for Dark, Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, no, absolutely. She loved them. For sure. I mean, you kind of had to explain, like, pause it and, and be like, yeah, so this is what's going on, kiddo. And she's like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, obviously the big one is is the the Rachel character, you know. Sure. And so he's, he's like, well, who's this girl? And then why is he, you know, and I'm like, well, that's, that's Rachel. That's from the first one. It's just a different actress. Because they didn't get an actress. Typically they do this in Hollywood where if they have to sub a role – uh, they get somebody that kind of looks similar, and obviously yeah. in this case they got somebody who couldn't look different, more different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I think I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is a much more talented actress and plays the role better, um, mm-hmm. which it works. You know, obviously we we see the ending uh, for that, which is just it, it's well written, and this this is the one and only thing that could push Harvey Dent over the edge. Um, it feels like it happens kind of quick towards the end of the movie. Um, but, um, yeah, there's a lot going on in the dark Knight, and Batman begins a little more straightforward. And I feel like for, you know, it's like the repeatability, like I just want a popcorn movie. Batman begins is a better popcorn movie. Right. And so, and ultimately if I'm going to watch a fucking comic book movie, I'm going to watch fucking Batman kick some ass. I want to eat popcorn while I do it. So, anyways, I'll let you guys know next week. Cool. Right on. That works. Well, I had a very first time watch. I had never seen 1993's Rudy. It was our Saturday (laughs) screening movie night movie. And uh, my neighbor had, it was one of his um, requests. And I'm like, all right. And then my other neighbor, she had it. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's do it. Directed by David Anspaugh. I'm not sure if he's done anything else. Starring Sean Astin, John Favreau, Ned Betty. 
Rudy has always been told that he was too small to play college football, but he is determined to overcome the odds and fulfill his dream of playing for Notre Dame. And he sure does, man. He is not um, – he's very persistent. It's kind of a cool way to watch as a parent and want, you'd want your kids to have that kind mm. of a drive. And, and uh, you know, I mean, he's a little pushy, a little crazy sometimes, but it's just good to see him. It's not like he, when he puts his mind to it, there's no stopping him. Um, they said it was based off a true story, so I'm like completely sure how accurate it was. But it was fun to see John Favreau, and uh, and I finally found where that Charles S. Dutton gif was from. His name's for. I was hoping it was from this movie. We does that oh. enthusiastic clap. Yeah, I, I was like, I because I, I saw him wearing the jacket and the pet opinion. I'm like, oh, is that? Have not. This is the day and age we live in where I got excited from a scene that's in the GIF. You know, like <laughs> it's it's just weird. To, it's like a weird set to say right now, but it's also it almost sounds kind of normal to say, right? Yep. Like, like when I said it, you guys know exactly what I'm talking yep. about, right? It's not like ten years earlier, or you know, even fifteen. You know, I don't know, whenever GIFs or thing. But if I would have said that before, like what? What are you talking about? You mean a GIF or a GIF or you know whatever. Um, but it was just kind of funny. But yeah, man, Sean Astin was cool in this. Um, this is, I can see why people really enjoy it. I mean, it's a, it's a really well done movie and it gets going and, uh, pulls on your heartstrings. And, um, uh, have you guys seen it? I don't want to spoil no. it for Tony. Okay. I've seen it. I haven't. Okay. Okay. There's just, there's just stuff that he says in the movie that's got, that goes, okay, he's not completely crazy. And I'm like, and I buy it and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And it's not too far fetched, so that was really comforting to hear. So, um, yeah, man, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was funny um, sitting there in, a, in my driveway watching it and just going, "Man, it just gets really super sad at the end, and I'm gonna start crying for everybody." It's gonna be something. Rudy's gonna be the one that does me in, just because I hear like it's just, you know it's like it's a it's such a feel good movie. It's rated PG. Um, it's it's this is the kind of movies we want to show on our Saturday night screens for family, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, this cool. is exactly it. This hit right on the spot, so it's a very high dollar for me. I'd buy that for a dollar. It's I think it's I'm pretty sure it's based on true story. Yeah, that's what it said. Right. This is very cool. Um, and then this morning I finished. Um, I started a little bit last night and finished it this morning. Um. We got uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, the new sequel, and yeah. uh, the, the 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 part three in the trilogy. <laughs> uh, Alex Winter re- repli- reprises the role as Bill, and Keanu Reeves reprises the role as Ted. And uh, that doesn't give like the wives and shit too to like come out of fucking retirement. Yeah, uh, yeah their princess that's, wives are there as well. That's awesome. I'm not sure if it's the same actresses, but um, oh, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I think it is. Oh, is it? I'll look it up. Even cooler. Even cooler. But in this movie, they got their daughters um, in the movies and played by, I was going to say Back Boys Podcast favorite, but I'll just say my favorite, Samara Weaving, who plays Thea, and Bridget Lundy Payne plays Billy, plays um, Keanu's daughter, and Samara Weaving plays Bill's daughter. And uh, a little quick synopsis for you. Once they, once told they saved the universe during a time-traveling adventure, Two would be two would be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle aged dads, still trying to crank out a hit and fulfill their destiny. And the very beginning just shows you. Do um, I play music? Mm, not me. No. Oh. Like somebody was humming or some shit. 
Um, so yeah, there's such you know they uh, they show them like uh, at their at their height in the beginning intro of the movie, how much of flashbacks and kind of uh, start hitting hard times where the music's not as popular, and then and they start playing these really really small shows and they're just hanging on, but they get a bit of bigger purpose, and that's to save the world. Um, or it's gonna it's gonna go on if they don't create the world's greatest song. It's gonna reunite the world. <laughs> so it's another like time traveling, and um, it's really like. I love how they touch like uh, um, very meta, and they and they reference like all these cool jokes about um, uh, time traveling, and the way they they use it with like their kids are really smart, and they're really they're just really good dads to the daughters, and uh, and the daughters are really um, pushing them. Like you guys are doing great, you know. It's and it's it is kind of weird to see people in, in, they're a little bit old, like you know older, unfortunately, and still go whoa, dude, you know. But it's like their characters. I feel like they would have never grown up. You know, they're just so like those kind of dudes. That's like yeah, they're still rocking out. That, that they won't ever change. But you got Kristen Shaw. If you see her face, you'll know exactly who she is. She's playing Rufus's um, daughter. If you guys remember, Rufus was played by George Carlin. And what's really cool too, we get Death returning. William Sadler from Bogus Journey. That's awesome. He comes back. Yeah. So it hits all the nostalgia. You know what it is? It's just it's just silly and light and good natured. And at this time that we're living this. Day and age we're living this fucking crazy. It's it's this is the movie we need right now. You know, I feel good just like sit the family and watch it, and that's what it did, man. It was cool. Um, it made me laugh, and it's just cool to see the characters again. You know, if it's even if it's like super uh, late, but it's it was, I don't know. It was it was very enjoyable. Um, it's funny to see John Wick not kicking ass and killing people. <laughs> But just going to like rooms and going into phone booth and teleporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, uh, but yeah, just seeing like some of the artists they would get to go, like, oh, who would they get to make this awesome concert or song? You know, and how they, they, uh, they go, they visit Hendrix. They, they pull Hendrix. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. I thought you dig that. Yeah. That is Mo- cool. Mozart, um, this old caveman drummer. <laughs> Louis Armstrong, like, it's like I'm thinking, oh man, they're gonna go get all these greats. They're gonna have this huge concert at the end. It's gonna be awesome. Um, and then this one guy that steals the show, I gotta mention him, Anthony Kerrigan, who plays Dennis Caleb McCoy. So th- they get a robot. This um, this one, um, they want to make sure they'll 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 be able to do this. If not, you know, they're they're, they're gonna destroy the world and and uh, I mean, the the world's gonna end. So they have this robot chasing him, and he's just kind of like almost a little bit self-aware. He's kind of like uh, one of the, the way he keeps introducing himself. And he's telling, I don't know, the way the character portrayed it, it's really funny. Like he can tell he's a robot, but then he kind of also ad libs, and it's really funny. And Kid Cudi's another MVP for me too, who uh, who's a rapper who plays himself, and uh, he knows all about time traveling. He's like super smart, and they they go to him for questions. It's it's hilarious. It's a running theme. But the two girls are my big MVP as well. They play their daughters. They're so like very like Bill and Ted, you know. Um, but they uh, but they also got time to shine too, and it's really cool. So yeah, man, Bill and Ted face the music, man. It was is I'm buying it for a dollar. So much fun. I'd buy that for a dollar. Gonna and, buy it for uh, dollar in '69, dude. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is not the actresses. The same actresses. Oh, it's not. No, oh, that, that's a bummer. Okay. That was my mistake. Okay, that would have been that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just you know I'm happy to see a movie that was from 2020 and you know reviewing the podcast. So it wasn't cool. all too heavy. Yeah. Well, it's a PG-13, but uh, yeah. But what's funny too is like when they're time traveling, they're, they're going back to. <laughs> 
they want to go to the future to see what song they wrote. And then he's like, but isn't that stealing? He's like, it's not stealing. If we're stealing from ourselves, you know? <laughs> so, so every time they go in the future, like two years, five years more, they keep seeing themselves in the future. And sometimes they don't like what they see. So they keep going more back. We get to see these different alterations of them, which is really fun. It's cool. It gets that really, it doesn't get too like, um, uh, go, oh shit, wait a minute. So for this time, like time, it doesn't get too, Exactly. They keep it lighthearted. And at one point they kind of reference it. It's like, okay, so you guys are from this, I'm trying to do this from this and this. And you're like, yeah, exactly. I like the way you break it down. It's, I don't know. It's really cool. It's like, it's, you know, they don't dumb it down, but they still do use that big word to like describe all this cool stuff, but time traveling, I don't know. It, it works. It's fine. So that's it, man. All right. Hold on, hold on. I think, uh, Tony, if you're ready, we can hit the music and move on to the homework. Guys, got anything else? Sounds good to me. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. All right. Who chose this? Uh, yeah, see, I chose this. Um, I, I, I just, I, I think there was some article or something about the new I was Netflix. Ask you how, yeah, how'd you yeah the new Netflix stuff? show, the Project Power one that he's in, and uh, and somebody and somewhere along somebody mentioned seventy five hundred. There's some five zero zero, and I'm like, you know what? Let me make that one. I'm gonna put that one in my list. And so here we are. Um, yeah, this is uh, a plane movie. I had to, I didn't know what it was about. I was just like, let me just throw it in, throw it in the mix. Uh, when a terrorist tries to seize control of a Berlin-Paris flight, a soft-spoken young American co-pilot struggles to save the lives of the passengers and crew while forging a surprising connection with one of the hijackers. I gotta say, I'm glad I watched this before I saw Snakes on the Plane. Um, <laughs> extra credit. <laughs> hey, and, none, and, and, and just for the record, we didn't know we were doing two plane movies. Yeah, yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> it just kind of happened. And then JGL shows up on Hot Ones this week. And he shows on Hot Ones, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, which was also like, what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> just it just means the world isn't the bad with podcasts. Exactly. Like, there you go. I'm just saying that. Um, yeah, this movie had me engaged. Like it had the the the. It was it was like the the yeah, technicality of it. You're in the cockpit, right? But it was very. I, I think part of it is that I've been reading lo- a lot about flight simulator, the the new flight simulator, and mm. with the uh, the hurricane um, that's landing in Florida, that's tearing shit up over there. Um, I read that there was a lot of uh, people flying planes. So so the the game the the Microsoft Flight Simulator has an online version and they have real time uh, weather simulations in the game. And so in the game, they had a hurricane the size of the same one that was over in Florida and people were flying their planes through it. And, and it was just, oh, I remember, I remember reading something about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were flying there and it was, it was cool. It was like, it's like really well done, like high res, like looking weather effects of a hurricane and you know, they're just flying their planes. So I had this planes in my head. I think I just, they, they were just in there. Um, and so watching this movie, how, how very by the book it goes and like the, the technical and uh, all the jargon that they use and the setup and, yeah, and going over the checklist a, a and pilot, uh, 
talking about the right, thing. right, and how they're going to the, the they they had the uh, the luggage and the number of and the passengers and it's like hey you know we already loaded their luggage but the passengers are here so they that causes problems I'm like oh that's uh, yeah that's, it's like a, a well, the first twenty minutes is like what the day in the life of a pilot of a pilot mm-hmm. right and for some reason I was in, I was hooked I was like cool. Wait, dude I watched this sorry real quick I was watch I watched in two sittings on my lunch break and I'm sitting there on my iPad with my Bluetooth speaker sitting there in my van. The world could have been on fire, and I'm staring at this fucking iPad, like <laughs> watching JGO pull out a clipboard, right? Sheets and pull this, and I'm like, it's the most mundane shit that these guys do at work, and I'm fucking watching. I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's so fucking funny. You guys are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know, yeah, like you said, like he pulled out oh, that piece yeah, of paper. What does that, do? what does and, that lever do? Are you gonna push that button? Wait, maybe that's part there? of it too, right? As a kid, you just want to just. Push everything and find out what all of it is and, and you're kind of finding out you're like whoa they had to push that many buttons just to activate the the, the monitor <laughs> it's like you had to do like 10 things just to turn the wipers on the plane yeah yeah um so it had me going like i i, I was i was hooked i was in i was like so so that was that was pretty cool um so imagine me i got halfway through it and had to go back to work Mm. Oh the, dang! It left the cliffhanger, dude. Yeah, and I had to wait till the next day to finish it. It drove me crazy. Dang! <laughs> In fact, it drove me so crazy that my next customer I went to, I talked to him about that movie and I told him to watch it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he had all these plane stuff, and he somebody's gonna give it a dollar. <laughs> yeah, he was giving it all war. Uh, he was all into war and stuff, and like he had these cool like old model planes, and just he just seemed like he you know he seemed like someone who might appreciate it. Exactly. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, like it, it was cool just to watch the, just, just like you said, the first 20 minutes is just mundane pilot, sh- pilot shit. And, and it was cool to watch. Um, but it kind of, I guess it kind of set the stage for when yeah, shit goes down. It helps develop the characters for sure. Right, right. Like, like his, his character that he, like you could almost, there's a point in the movie where, um. Yeah, the terrorists are going on. Like they, they already broke in. Blah blah blah. And then he's he seems like he's trying to like recenter himself, like refocus and and and, and get control mm-hmm. of himself. And he does it by just going over the list, going over the pattern, well, remember, mumbling too, to himself. He's not the pilot. He's the co-pilot. Right. He's a co-pilot. So he didn't. I mean, obviously, he's more than competent. He's been flying for ten years. He says at the beginning of the movie. And I, I want to be careful about spoilers on this one. True, it, true. It'd probably be smart not to spoil the shit out of it. But um, he didn't get on that plane expecting to have to take over, kind of thing. And so he had to he he had to go. Oh shit! Now I'm the fucking captain. I got to pay the fuck attention. So <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a different movie, Harley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain of the ship. Fuck the William Shatner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But didn't you guys have any feel like weird tension too, like at unease, like the way it started too, the way we're just seeing security footage? With oh, no for sense. sure. Like the whole movie, and and I do have like a little bit of a complaint towards Nazi the end. was watching it with us. She's like, "What are we watching, Dad?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, it's all tension. It's all tension. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and um, one of the weaknesses of the film for me was that the tension didn't keep at the end properly like the, you you have these waves of tension and release and and or, and or you have a good You're talking like the last five minutes right 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 and and there's yeah. a there's a tension build up that the either either 
the tension is changing, so it has to build up, and then you have a, the, a matching release for the same build-up type thing. Like, like there's a balance, right? It didn't feel balanced. It felt like there was a, a lot of tension building, which, you know, when shit went down in the plane, cool, there's some of the tension relief. But then towards the end, and, and we're getting into spoiler territory, but yeah. it, I'm just like, it's a little, the, the, the tension is... is, is is whack. <laughs> like it just felt like like little yeah, too much. Yeah, because you kind of you start to feel you start to go like I know what's going to happen now. Yeah, I got a really good feeling. Like it starts to kind of narrow down what they can do with right. You know, and it's it's they kind of wrote themselves into a corner in the sense they did. You know? Right, right, right. Um, um, and it is what an hour and thirty three minutes. It felt like thirty of those minutes were just two people staring at each other, uh, sitting yeah. in tension, and I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it that this is might be how it really happened, you know, like if, if this right. were to really happen, you'd probably just sit there on your ass and, and just wait and nothing's happening and there's just tension and you're just gotta sit in that tension with like I kinda know how this is gonna go down, but I gotta just sit and it's like Yeah. Um it felt like a bit much, but I guess they had to fill the screen with something. Yeah, well like you said, it's a relatively short run. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and if it, it kind of felt like, um, you know, like a long, a long episode of a television show or something like that. Um, I totally know where you're at. I, you know, the, that the last like 15 minutes, yep. like we said, spare spoiler territory, totally know. Um, when it first happened, I was like, okay, cool. Now what? Okay. This is probably what's going to happen. And then the movie kind of like starts to go like, you know, zig instead of zag. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I was like scared shitless a minute ago, and now all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's let's okay, like let's get it on, like that kind of thing. So yeah, no, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, um, it was so effective in what it was trying to do beforehand, and a lot of that goes to JGL, outstanding performance, um, basically. The the kid, uh, Vadat uh, Omid Mamar was also very convincing in the role, um, but yeah. JGL really had to sort of go through a lot of different emotion, and it's like you were talking about when he has to like he's got to like you know chi himself and focus and mm-hmm. and you know okay I need to I need to talk to these people I need to explain now I got to talk to the fucking passengers like. His performance was really the standout, I think, for me. And, um, yeah, just, like, the direction of the the action and the anxiety. So the problem for me with a film like this, right, and my old ass, is this was really, really good that I didn't enjoy. Like, it was so offensive to my delicate sensibilities <laughs> i was like well that wasn't fun you couldn't like, be entertained by it no it was like uh... it was just too you know it's like watching a horror movie a really compelling horror movie like it's done too well i couldn't check out you know it's like fonzo you were talking about you were like glued to the fucking ipad you know i watched it upstairs on the projector and it was like it was just too much i was just like yeah. my my senses were all frazzled and i was just stressed out and i was like Maybe because I felt like I was in a cockpit too because I was watching it in my van. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting right next to him. You're just pushing all the buttons on your stereo. And... 
Yeah, exactly. That's what that's the thing too. We think about it when you're sitting there. It's just all in the cockpit, and we never see the outside of the plane. Only through a little camera, only yeah. through that screen. Whenever we see any of that, action. yeah. Most of the time, the camera's in the cockpit the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it works. It's very effective. Yeah. Um, and, and we should yeah. probably wrap it up, and so we can talk about spoilers. Okay. I'd be I'd be happy to. Sure. Shoot the shit more. Well, I'm I'm, not, I'm on the same. I was gonna say same boat, but I'm gonna say same plane as you guys. <laughs> and, uh, um, and be agreement. I, I mean, I was in, entertained throughout, throughout, and just you know, like I said, I could. I had a cliffhanger. I had to finish it, and uh, recommend it to a customer. So I'm giving it a call. So give it what? I gave it a dollar. I'd buy that yeah. for a dollar. And uh, I would absolutely give it a high dollar. Very I'd buy effective. that for a dollar. Yep, got my dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. So, uh, tell, are you want to hit spoilers or something? Yeah, I'll spoil it. Where's my button? The following may spoil the movie for your poor sensitive ass. You've been warned. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're just uh, as soon as they kind of land, yep. and it doesn't end right away. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The the, the whole interaction, like it didn't, because it didn't go anywhere. It, it, there wasn't like like an arc for even their showing the box, even showing the little blade, like he might do something, he might not. Right. Like... Right. Okay. Just yeah. not much happens. Yeah. The interesting thing is, you start to see the character, the villain. He obviously just killed his. I, I don't think it's his brother, but it's obviously a, a, some sort of partner. Um, so that he has to go through some serious fucking like mental. And so you kind of don't know what he's capable of doing. Obviously he, he doesn't want to die, you know? Um, and I like right, that subtle, right. his phone rings at the end there. And I think it's subtle that they don't, they you get the feeling he survives. So that kind of actually helped me. Like it, I don't know how you guys felt. Maybe you thought maybe differently, maybe. Um, but for me, I was like, I kind of hope this kid makes it. I mean, obviously he's just going to go to prison, but. Um, okay. That's yeah. funny you said that because first up, first half, I'm like, fuck this guy. Fuck all of them. Fuck him. Die. The moment he spoke to his mom, it starts breaking down. Hmm. And my and my parent my parents my parental instincts came up and was like, "This is just a fucking kid. He made yeah. a mistake, you know." I mean, but well, and he shows he's, mistake, he's but he says how old he is. That's yeah. another one. He is right. a child. He's nineteen he years yeah. old. No, we've all like, done stupid shit, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, we've all hijacked, hijacked a plane shit like that. So. <laughs> well, Harley, when you hijacked that Circle K, I mean, come on, was, <laughs> the closest thing we'll get. But I killed you. <laughs> I killed before. I kill again. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that part definitely. Like, it, I was like shocked how like quickly I was just like. Immediately going, no man, fuck that man. I was like, Dude, mm-hmm. get that blade, get him already. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. You know, especially after what happened to JGL's yeah. you know, girlfriend. So, so heavy, so heavy. Oh, and then and the other part too. Give my man a fucking Oscar when JGL's talking. And he's like, hey, what happened to her? And he's explaining everything. Oh. And you see that one single teardrop come down of JGL. I'm like, this motherfucker, can I wear this? This this bad boy right yeah, here. Yeah, dude. I was like, this is you know, JGL's a bad boy favorite. I was gonna, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a, 
it was something, man, just for like just a little tight little film and just being in the cockpit and like, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it, it it was very effective, man. Definitely worked, like you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that it was all in the cockpit because that's that's the the movie when I realized that it wasn't a flight number, it was the code for terrorists on the yeah. fucking plane seven five zero zero. He so called it in. Theme we had going on Messenger too, like how many times they say, uh, we got to chalk this in in the list. Of movies that say the title in the movie, right? <laughs> so I want to get a list going, and I'm gonna start with 7500 first. Yeah, uh, but you have to have to say 7500. Like he he called it in as a code. Um, oh, he said it that way. He didn't say 7500. Yeah, yeah. I think he's 7500. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Now you have me questioning. I don't know. I don't but know. but, but uh, when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, that's what that code means. Right. But then so, when when I heard that, and then that everything was like from the cockpit and then the ending I was like yeah this was just an ex- this was just trying to show us that situation a 7500 situation you know that that that's that's what it goes down like you do not open the door and you know you might oh, lose that people was heartbreak. dude that's so fucking hard yeah. that was so, so was hardcore like, when she so. says don't you know and she's like, no, save. she's like, save, pretty much save everybody else's lives. Right. You know? Well, right. I, the the really good writing is that they kill the the um, the captain immediately. So they don't even try to take the two hostages. The guy immediately comes in and just attacks the captain. And mm-hmm. so it sets mm-hmm. you up for going, no, if you let these guys in, whatever they're going to do is bad. And you already and saw so, that too. Oh, okay. Real quick before before I forget, yeah, while you're saying that, um, that constant. Yes. Oh my god! On the door. If that didn't drive you crazy while watching it, right? Yes, so it's true. Man. Because it's, it's imagine Absolutely. being that person in that situation. It will drive you mad. You're watching it in the comfort of your own house, and you're hearing that, and it's driving you mad. Very, very effective. Very effective. Yeah. yeah. And and um. So kudos, we haven't talked about it, but this is was a directory debut from Patrick Volreith wow. from Germany. It's all them Germans, you know, can yeah. I say? Oh, fuck that. They got all the good no, shit. I take back my dog. <laughs> uh, up until this, he had only directed shorts. Okay. Well, it feels like a short, like you were just saying, Harley. Yeah, it feels like a long short. Yeah, like a very a effective short. We can make this into a feature film. And, you yeah, know. and that's that's where uh, you know I think where Tony, you know, good insight. Yeah. Yeah. They probably the screenplay kind of ran out of pages, and they were like, "Well, we need to make it an hour and a half with credits." So um, we didn't the crowd leave either. You know, we only saw in that shot in the back, right? Well, then right yeah. back, you see the mm-hmm. thing empty. I mean, it's really. I mean, it's in the. That's it. It's just in the cockpit. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it made it work, but yeah. No, yeah. Uh, effective, Fonzo. That's that's uh, very. That's like perfect because that's exactly what it is. It's super effective in what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think you just it's all the pieces of the puzzle, right? You get JGL, incredibly talented actor. You know, really sort of director that's not trying to overstep and just keep it focused, keep it super stressful, super anxiety. And it worked again. It's not especially fun <laughs> to watch. Right. It's just fucking stressful. You're just like, I want to get all the kids to watch it tomorrow. And obviously once his wife dies, I don't think they're married. Um, yeah. You're just like, Oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. All right. Fuck you. 
like, right? Yeah, you're, you like, know what I mean? you're like, like, there's, that, it's like, okay, you know, there's what? no happy ending to this right. motherfucker. So yeah, that that makes it a tough well, watch at that point. You want him to be a happy, and you want him to get, survive. Yeah, you know. But I yeah, but at that point, it's like, <laughs> fuck, man. I know it's already rough, but um, do you guys remember how they got the glass or the weapons in? Yeah, Mazzy, Mazzy noticed it too. Oh, she yeah, did. They, yeah, he bought a bunch of booze. But it was the two late guys that were late, right? They came in late with the backpack, or was it? No, that was a no, couple. That was just a, just a couple. No, that was just a random couple. So I must have missed it how they got it in then. There, there was booze. They yeah, bought a bunch they, of gla- uh, glass bottles. Bought a bunch of. They show it in the security footage at the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. They show them going because if you go into to um, it's it's a weird thing. You know, I've been to too many fucking airports and international airports. Oh, they bought them in there before they. Uh, oh, they bought yeah. Them so okay. once, and especially with big international airports, still, how did you, they get past that? They don't. You can buy. They they have liquor stores past security. And I don't know what it is. I think it's because um, oftentimes they'll brag about not paying. Their, it's basically like a tax. So, um, but yeah, most big international airports, you get past security and there's literally dozens of kiosks. It's like a mall. And they always have full-blown liquor stores with, I call them liquor stores, but they're like kiosks, um, with every kind of alcohol you could imagine. Okay. So, yeah, he just bought some bottles, and then you see him coming out of the bathroom. They obviously broke the bottles, and, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's subtle, and Mazzy noticed it, and I was really proud of her for, for picking up on it. Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah. Uh, duty-free is what they call Thank it. Thank you. I'm not ex- – I think it's some sort of tax. Yeah. That they kind of bypass once you're sort of – You said duty. Duty, yeah. <laughs> duty-free. <laughs> And I think it's like actually relatively like it's not bananas expensive. I mean, it's more expensive than if you go to the fucking liquor barn locally, but it's not out of control expense um, if you buy at the liquor store or at the yeah the liquor store. But yeah, it's, it's past it's, security. So, so duty, it's the tax you pay for bringing a product across international borders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's like once you're past security right. you're in international borders it's weird you know, it's just yeah like a stupid loophole so but anyways yeah, yeah very effective thriller yeah, yeah. really enjoy five dollar for sure uh this is pretty much safe everyone's gonna probably get this right i would say i'm gonna guess you're right uh, yeah. if i had to gamble if yeah. i had to gamble on their betting yeah i mean at this point evan needs to just kind of play it safe if he yeah, wants he's to. on cruise control yeah, he's or more like the, the autopilot. Uh, autopilot. <laughs> Fucking guy's a comedian. Thank you. The only one who can uh, knock Evan out of first place is Donaldo. If he just cashes cash in. He, no, he just needs to cash in that leader shell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he won't. He won't. Because you know why? He don't listen. Because he sucks dick. <laughs> and he can get mad at him, but he don't listen. So, he, you know. Right, Harley. I feel like he took a little offense when I was like, um, when I when I made the, the comment about who you call it a moron, blue blue man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes he's blue da da dee dee da. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think you made him blue. You made him. Sad. Yeah, yeah. I think I did because he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, fuck you. You don't care. 
You almost sound like Udo Kier there, Harley. You bore me. There it is. <laughs> this is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Art from Cali. Donaldo. This is Nalo. And let's welcome our newest contestant, Evan from San Marcos. My name is Evan. And you, if you leave a message with your picks at 442-444-0742. Good luck, everyone. Would you hear that, Harley? Hmm. The edited version? Yeah. Uh, a little tear came to my eye. Yeah. Anyways, all right, play the play him. Uh, you gonna give us the uh, the scores? Oh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Evan, the winner. Everybody else, zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Fair Evan's enough. got seventy-seven. Hey, Harley, what's more for the ones in the high seats? Well, say what? Say it again once more for the high, the people in the high seats that can hear you. Oh, okay. So, um, Art with one, Reed yep. with three, Donaldo with 30, and yep. Evan with 77 and a half. Jesus. Wow. How, does, so, how did this happen? How did we get a, here? A oh, lot man. of gambling gone wrong. Oh, man. Unbelievable. All right. Let's get it over with. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> get it on. What's up, bad boys? This is homeboy Art calling in. This week for the homework, which was 7,500, which was picked by none other than MCP and his robotic ass. I thought this would be a map movie, but it is a fucking movie <laughs> with JCL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who doesn't like that guy? Uh, right. About like an air heist or airplane game taken hostage. So I never even heard of this fucking movie. It looks all right. It looks kind of like one location. I had to check it out. But I'm going to say it looks interesting. Since fucking Harley cost me all my points and I'm fucked out of everything. I really can't <laughs> do anything. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm he gonna say Harley. MCP. He said Harley. Yeah, yeah. He gave this That's 75 hundred dollars, so he's gonna give it a dollar. I'm gonna say my man Fonzo, he gave it a dollar, and then I'm gonna say Harley's ass, who cost me the fucking game, motherfucker. I say this Again, motherfucker gave it a dollar. Harley cost him the game. I think we need to go back and listen to that podcast and For a, see very clearly. Straight Donaldo on the movie. Uh, All right, there we go. Ah, he just he just quoted his points. He went from one point to five Man, points. Man, this is this Boom. is the this is the time to bet all your points. You you already don't got oh. any, and you're gonna Donaldo. Just all keep, right. just keep betting, just go, keep going all in. Yeah, he'd be up to ten at this point. Shit, he could beat Donaldo b- within a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Right. He didn't bet, huh? No, he no, don't. I don't think he, so. I mean, he, unless he bets at the end of the call, which he does sometimes. Well, he has. All right, next. Hey, bad boys, read here. Yeah. Uh, jeez, I'm bummed out about Chad Bozeman. That's mm. uh. That is a real kick in the teeth. What a talented young actor. Young. I mean, he's what, four years older than me. Oh, dear. Anyway, may he rest in peace. Um, 7,500. 7,500. 
Uh, I assume that's feet. Yeah, <laughs> if that was meters, that would be uh, space. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Reed's like, Holly, Reed like <laughs> takes a huge bong rip right before he calls him. It's just like, like random, like seventy five hundred. Cody, you got that sound effect? Uh, Can you play it. that sounder before he uh, before he says what he just said? <laughs> exactly what Harley just described. He painted a beautiful picture. Now you got to thank you, make that masterpiece happen, Tony. Oh, that's funny. I know that song "Smoke Two Joints" in the morning has it has it in the beginning. Oh yeah, right, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sublime. Yeah, I used to play that shit all the time in the summer. Oh, that fucking stoner. <laughs> no, but just like you go down these like rabbit holes, like seventy five hundred. That was the last four digits of my phone number. When I was <laughs> Sixteen was a good year. It was nineteen ninety five? That bitch broke up with me. I hope she's dead. Wait, what am I talking about again? I mean, I do this when I'm sober, but I feel he's like Green like, yeah. fucking does it on he's his like own. Uh, he's like that David Burns song, right? What happened to my house? How did I get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the days go by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways. Hey, Reed. Sorry, Reed. You were saying? Yeah, that? I didn't mean to interrupt, Reed. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Dollar? Tony, well... Oh, you slowed down, too? <laughs> and Fonda will give it a dollar. Yeah. Shit, what, what did I give it? Anyway. Um, um, uh, Harley will give this a dollar. Tony will give it a dollar. And Fonda will give it a dollar. Yeah, that makes this a certified D, you guys. Um... I'm interested to hear your thoughts about the film. Um, I'm not going to bet anything on that. <laughs> oh. I'll bet. I'll bet when I have fifty, and I'm halfway <laughs> to the motherland. <laughs> when I got seven, yeah. fuck uh, it, I don't want to gamble. I'm going to play it safe, y'all. Play it safe. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Oh, that's great. All right, next. Going up, bad boys. Fifteen years running for Disney. Six. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! I think he's doing an accent. Whoa! Not only is he an accent, but it's not like he was doing a bong rip. He's in the middle of the bong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's high as a kite. Oh, he's going up, bad boys. Fifteen years running for Disney. Six. Hope you all had a good weekend. Enjoying this much cooler weather after this intense heat. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting week for big smoke movies have to do with airplanes, but uh, here we go. 7,500, you never go wrong with Joseph Gordon, never. but I don't know, I think Fonzo's going to give it a dollar, Tony and Arlie are going to give it a waste of time. So yeah, that's it for 7,500. Hmm. It's a shame. He pulls Dang. the accent. It's yeah. pretty good, too. I would congratulate you, D, but you don't fucking listen, so fuck off. Um, no, no. I got to stop you right there, Harley. But he only got that no, accent. This is the problem. One point. No, this is the problem. Number oh. one, he was driving with the window down. Couldn't hear it. Oh, yeah. Two, a movie about planes being hijacked and he uses that accent? <laughs> I think that was a bad choice. No, I think, it, I think he was doing an Indian accent. I don't think he's doing a Middle Eastern accent. Well, you are the racist, so you would know. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> we did good. No, I was actually picture bad. Yeah, yeah, I only got one point on the picks. Hey, look at the accent, huh? Yeah. All right, last one. This is your captain speaking. Or a fly. <laughs> yes, I was home. Oh, that's great. Oh, oh shit. Uh... <laughs> is he going to do the crackle sound like. We just did. Listen. Oh, okay. You think it's the, the piano. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. <laughs> We're flying high right now. That was brilliant. Tony, you floated up. We're flying high. And we should be making it to our destination on time after the wager of. About 22 more points. Oh, shit. He's trying oh, to win it. Wait, what? He's, he's, gambling, he's gambling before he gave his rating. Yeah, he said 22 or 23, he said. How many did he need? I don't know. I don't think that gives him enough. Oh, that no, that does give him enough. What did he say? I think he said 22 and a half. Which right about... 22 more points. I hope you enjoy our, uh, our, uh, <laughs> in-flight movie today. It is titled Certified D. There it is, kids. Bad Boys wow. for Life. Your champion is crowned. Wow. Because that, that puts him well over 100. Because that would give him 4 points, 5 points. So 77 plus 5 would be 82. Plus his, what did he gamble? 22? That's 104. Yep. So yeah, that puts him over the top. Congratulations, Evan. Was that the coolest way to win ever? Just the yeah. Cool, like, that was pretty like, that was That was pretty, was pretty badass. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. He knew too. Well, he fucking called the Babe Ruth totally, like, Yeah, totally yeah. applaud him for gambling. He could have easily tiptoed across the finish line, right? So play but the no, he no, he, knew. he fucking, he fucking knew. For a, yeah. Well, he's a captain. Did he watch the movie? That's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna say that's a negative, and he didn't see it because I know he watches a lot. He, sure that's what makes me wonder that he probably did see it. He might have, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, sneaky ass, probably did. I said that one song, Tony, that we like the, I'm, uh, this your captain speaking. What was that song? Uh, Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Evan. Dude, Evan, congratulations. Yeah, man. Yeah, no more rookie of the year. Nice two time, two time BPC champ. Yeah. Way to go, Evan. That's fantastic. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. There this you is go. your captain. You should make that your champ, your champion speaking. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. That was that, well done, Evan. Yeah, yeah. nice job. 
All right, good night, folks. That ends the episode. We're good. <laughs> Everyone's going to play. No, that's it. Yep. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Sounds all well, the right? There you go. That's it. Nice. We're going for second place. We're going for second place here. I wonder who's that going to be. That's Donaldo. But he wouldn't know because. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's what? Let's talk about the Samuel Jackson movie about uh, snakes and Christina Ricci. And uh, oh wait, that's the wrong Samuel. <laughs> this is 2006 Snake on a Plane. Again, we had no idea we were playing two plane movies, but here we are, directed by David R. Ellis. An FBI agent takes on a plane full of deadly venomous snakes. Deliberately released to kill a witness being flown from Honolulu to Los Angeles to testify against a mob boss. You know that old chestnut. Wow. It's got a 5.4 IMDb. I'm pretty sure Tony knows more of the history on the internet about this movie and its fucking legendary status or whatnot. So let him, let him talk about that. Uh, I, I forgot all the internet oh, history. Oh, okay. um, I, all, all I know, I, I, I did... I did watch it opening night in the theater um, to a packed little tiny little theater the in San Luis Obispo. The theater, yo, saw... Tony's an internet guy, man. Come on now, yeah. This was in, in, in the internet. In, they, had a, they had a screening in San Luis Obispo um, on opening night for this movie, and we went we went at midnight um, to check it out. It was it was wild, and everybody was screaming, and you know that that whole thing. Yeah, it's got its own. It's got its own song, right from the soundtrack. Thanks on playing Cobra Starship. Bring it. Thanks yeah, on that's playing. right. Remember that song? Yeah. So, yeah, who hadn't seen it before? Me. This is that's right. You were the one. Uh, yeah, no, this was homework for me. Okay, we'll let you go last. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. This, please. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. Here we go. Oh, uh, maybe man. he hey, shouldn't go first. Yeah, can, can I can I have Lainey go first? Oh, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote her. Uh, no, I I should have I should have because it's brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant when she said it because she started off going like, "Let's see how big of a pile of shit I can give this." Yeah, <laughs> like, she wow. was like she was like ready, and then about 20 minutes into the movie, she's like, "Damn it, I can't give it a pile of shit. Those tits are too nice." Who's tits? <laughs> the tits in the movie, yo. The one in the fucking bathroom stall, son. The one Taylor kisses. <laughs> oh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man, oh, oh, she wait, just... Carly, she, you, she, you get a 30-second timeout. No, <laughs> I, 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 Tony mute his ass. Very right? unbelievable. Oh, man. But she said that. That's the greatest just... review I've ever heard. <laughs> ever. I can't yeah. give that movie a pile of shit because those look at those Cause, tits. Because look at those tits. She's like, yeah. Make there's... that the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> look at those tits. Lady Villanueva. Oh, that. man. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the next DVD cover if it comes out in special <laughs> book edition. Yes. Lady that's the quote, that's the quote on the cover. Oh, beautiful. Can someone Photoshop that for me? <laughs> I would love that. Because the poster is like a medical kind of deal, right? With the snake. Oh, poster. yeah. With a double heel, helix snake. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Harley, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. This movie's a lot of fucking fun, man. This is cool. This movie knows exactly what it is. And, and everyone working on the movie knows exactly what it is. If you told me the, they were making a movie called that, I would be first on board. You know, you got thespians like Samuel Jackson and Julianne Margulies, dude. Come on. You got characters actors like Keenan Thompson, yo. And you got veterans like Lynn Shea. Um, you got Elsa Patiki, Captain, or, um, Thor's wife in it, pre-family uh, Fast and Furious. 
they pull the heartstrings. We got a fucking, this is what, 2006, when it, I don't know how, when the real extreme era came out, but we got motocross. And how extreme is it, motocross? That he drinks a Red Bull right after it. He's so fucking extreme. I know what that I was. Know, actually, actually, I, know I, was impressed, I was impressed by the, the motorcycle uh, action at the beginning. Like, that was good riding. Like, they obviously the got kind of like the motorcycle. real motorcyclist. You know, he's doing like long wheelies and he's he's riding fast and he's like, that's that's real dirt bike shit right there. You're so, riding it, Aaron. Like, that would be Aaron. <laughs> it did seem a little bit Aaron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he was into yeah. dirt biking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, okay. Well, like I said, I, I adore this movie. It's so much fun. I, you know, I could say a lot more. I'm ready to pounce on, <laughs> on Harley when he's ready, but I'm, I'm curious to hear Tony and Laney's date when they watch. Uh, it. no, She's, yeah. Laney, Laney, the, the best she, she can give it. Seen it. She, she hadn't seen it before. Um, I had, I, I had questions. Like just said the title and then, yeah, yeah, no, she's like, all right, it's time to watch that Snakes movie. And I'm like, shit, man, I don't know. I don't know if I should let you watch this one. Are you, uh, because she, you liked it and you thought she'd bring you down or you were just going to like A little bit, a little bit. I just know she like, doesn't man. like camp. She doesn't like horror, thriller, kill shots. Like, she's not fine. into that shit. And so I'm like, there's no way. Um, and yeah. true to form, there's no way. She, she did not... She did not like the movie. She complained throughout the whole movie until them tits came on screen. She's like, "Whoa, damn!" And they're nice too. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> She's like, "I can't give it up all the shit." Well, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not her movie. Um, like I, I kept right. having to explain to her. You know, it's 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 kind of one of those movies. You kind of you, you watch it for all the hit, all, all the kill scenes to see see what kind of crazy shit the snakes are gonna do. And as soon as I say that, the like a the a snake bites like latches onto a lady's tongue, and I'm like, there you go. See, <laughs> I'm like that, wasn't that cool? She's yeah. like, how the fuck did a snake get in the get in the vomit bag? I'm like, don't question it. Stop questioning it. <sighs> Because it's it's one of those that at the beginning it it kind of takes itself a little seriously, um, so it doesn't set at the you beginning? up. Like this says action adventure crime. Nowhere right. in the IMDb does it say comedy. They were absolutely trying to be serious. I mean, there's obviously the Samuel Jackson. No, but it's no, no, this is. This is the room. This is the room. No, this is again. this is Harley. like a no. Harley. This is like Sharknado. Harley. This is like you know the. the it, it's Harley, come on, don't don't say that. Don't come on. I'm the movie wasn't you. trying to take itself seriously. It just started off with a little serious context, but it's a snakes on snakes on a fucking plane. Like it's a Sharknado type yeah, movie. It's, it's yeah, but it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't try to be a comedy, like. It's, except, it's, except, it's except the snake, the except the snake goes up a lady's like between a lady's legs, and yeah. tickles her while she's sleeping. No, it's supposed yeah. to be. I mean, <laughs> that's, you're right. I guess I, it, I you know, I guess for right. Me, you can spit right on the like, boob. It's not comedy oh, enough. Reminded me, Harley or Tony, when you said flight simulator, it reminded me of Keenan in this movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Well, I don't know. My brother's better than me. He has a higher score, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I just reset the game. I just reset the game at the, at the end. <laughs> but dude, I like the characters too. Like they weren't, you know, they made you care. Like you got the one with the the, the uh, you got the horny teens. You got the the one lady who's ready to retire and she's about to go do another job, right? And you got homeboy that was um, 
the male stewardess that the homeboy thought he was gay, but dude, he becomes a fucking hero. He's like Samuel Jackson's right hand man. You know, they didn't hesitate yeah, yeah. at all to like help out, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous premise, which makes the movie very campy. Um, but it's it's mm-hmm. like if you know what what you're in for, you know, this is a, just a it's a snakes on a fucking plane. It's it's an excuse to film snakes on a plane. And what the fuck? Like, what do you do? What what if? It's, it's that I'm there now. Okay, now we can have some fun. Yeah, it's like what if? All right, let's let's get it on now. It's like with the pheromones and they're going crazy. It's like oh, yeah. so silly. Yeah, it it is it is silly. It's absolutely silly. And if you don't have a silly bone in your body, you're you're not gonna like this. Um, but I can get silly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I like I recognize that this is not the normal movie that I that I would enjoy. But yeah, normally you're bored to death with this bullshit. Yeah, normally I hate this stuff, but but um, like. I think I was like like summoning Fonzo's spirit because I was laughing at Lainey's response and like her reaction to some of the crazy things on the screen, you know, like a snake. See, just... That's the perfect way to watch a movie, right? So like you think, yeah, the it's snake. Like a movie. It's like a drive-in movie. It's like you know, it's like, an audience movie. Yeah, probably dumbass by himself. So <laughs> Uh, we all watched it together. Oh man, like she's like she's like no, no. There's a snake in the toilet, isn't it? Is, is it gonna bite his dick? And then bam, bites his dick. She's like, oh, and I'm like, ah. Wait, right. 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 she predicted it happened. You must see. Tony's laughing right now. Because <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. But it was it more it funny was... that 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 yeah, like it was one of those reaction things. Like it was funny to to to, to see her reaction. And I'm like, it's just it's it's one of those. What if you know you 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 know you go when you go to the bathroom after you just saw a spider you can't sit on the fucking toilet because you're gonna imagine that spider is gonna crawl up your ass you know I saw a scorpion in my house this is like the fifth I've seen in our house exactly that's what I'm saying you know you know you have that fear and this movie just like Mm -hmm. just takes it to the next step like what if what if there was a snake and you peed on the snake's head (laughs) well the snake's gonna Uh gonna get you back for that. The snakes are scary, man. They slowly hide, you know, they can go for it. Oh, dude, it's it's just a premise like, dude, it's a two-story plane that they don't even make anymore. Like, right. And that was a, what's one of the first things you said. It's like, oh, that's bullshit. See, that, this movie's already bullshit. There's no such thing as those planes. The first class isn't on a second level. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, let me show you the proof. Uh-huh. Like, here you go. The, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. See, that's funny. That is funny. It, it was it was pretty funny. Like at least we yeah. didn't see someone try to suck the blood out of his dick after it got bit. Like she was like, yeah. Yeah, I'd be pushing it. But like the like the, the guy did say he'd suck it out of the dude's butt. He <laughs> hey, my ass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was like, I got bit too. I got bit too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. But. I mean, th- time, this. Man. How else are you ever gonna get Samuel L. Jackson to say, "I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane"? Like, oh, what well, they had to do a reshoot because they wanted to come back. Unless you watch the world broadcast television premiere on FX, the infamous line, um, "Enough is enough." Uh, it had it had to be edited on TV. It said, "I I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane." Yep, I remember hearing that. <laughs> I saw that one. Actually, Tony, find it online real quick and play it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, go ahead, Harley. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, so, okay, so I'll, I'll say this, right? This isn't a full-on pile of shit, right? It doesn't insult me. It just bores oh, oh, me. Here it is. Here it is. Enough is enough! 
I have yeah, ended with these monkey fighting snakes <laughs> on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> <laughs> About to open some freaking. <laughs> Uh, monkey fight. I would like that better. <laughs> right. Because yeah. you can totally hear the ed- Like, play it again. You can totally hear that. Ed- is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. Everybody strap they in. Did. Maybe they did get him to say it. Oh, no, absolutely. That's That was his voice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I just want to see that show. For the PG-13, you know? I want, to, I want to see the show that has, like, planes that uh, take the weekend off uh, to go visit mon- <laughs> monkey fighting snakes. That's two things I want to see. Monkey fighting snakes and the planes that only will fly on the, on the, <laughs> the week. <laughs> on the week, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Harley. You got to lighten up, fool. No, man, because that's the problem. I didn't you, see this movie when there. I was... But you're sitting there with your arms crossed, though? Come on. You saw the no, time. Like, I totally went into it open-minded. Popcorn, open up a beer and watch it. So yeah. I totally went into it open-minded. Obviously, you got um, Samuel Jackson, right? And I didn't know. I'd never seen a trailer. The only thing I think I'd ever seen was that one scene, you know, right. enough is enough kind of thing. Um, and so where... Where I think what really kind of continued to distract me from the film, and this is just because of the age, is the terrible snake CG, right? So that's like, and there actually is some scenes where they're using real snakes. And so I was like, hey, that's a real snake. That's kind of cool. And so, like, kudos to the filmmaker for, like, a snake wrangling that fucking thing? Shit. What? Is there going to be a snake wrangling in that movie? <laughs> like, trying yeah. to. I think there was some couple in Samuel. That's what I'm saying. There's several. There's several scenes where you see it's a real snake, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's most of it's CG, and you know they're doing it's like jumping snakes, right? It's like it's silly. Um, it's it's not the kind of film that I had. I saw. You know, I would have been 25 years old, kind of thing, when this movie came out. And so, like Tony, you were 25 or yep. 23 years old when you yep. saw this. So, like. Yep kind of ripe for you know sort of a cult classic kind of thing and i think that's kind of where it has now and so you know if you saw this a long time ago especially if you saw the pg-13 version you'd just laugh you'd just be silly right um and it you're right it is kind of an audience film you know if you saw this in 2006 in the theater and you'd be you know hooting and hollering and throwing popcorn at the screen and yeah fair enough you know i watched it at home with my family and it's like you know, it's just boring for me. It just, it's how, how are you? Bored? I could see that though. Like if I would watch this, if I've never saw this opening night at the theater, if I watch this now, never haven't seen it before by myself, I could, I, I probably, yeah. Yeah. It'd just be like Laney. It's just like, yeah, I'd probably be on the phone scrolling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's silly. And it's supposed to be, and you're right in the sense of the, you know, it's not full on like comedy, right? But it is sort of like not taking itself too serious. And so if it was funnier and it had like jokes that hit, right? If it was a comedy first, you might be able to enjoy it if there's good comedy writing, but there's not the, the jokes are sort of, you know, this kind of situational and like, hey, and this ridiculous kind of thing. 
And so the jokes kind of fall flat. Um, you know, the, the, the action falls flat. Um, it's not a big, you know, it literally takes place in, in a plane. And so it just, the, there's nothing remarkable about the movie. It's not terribly done in the <laughs> sense of like, there's nothing inherently like to hate about it. And that's why I wasn't like offended. I wasn't like, I was just bored. You know what I mean? But it was like, what did we see? Oh, uh, fucking uh, Charlie's Angels. Holy shit. Like, that movie's a pile of shit. That's the worst movie I've seen in years. This one is just kind of boring and kind of forgettable. Like, truth be told, I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, yeah, some of those things, like, yeah, I remember the snake biting the guy's dick. You ever see a snake in a microwave? You ever see a snake in a microwave? No, I have not seen a snake in a microwave. But I can imagine it probably explode like if you put any other animal in a microwave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it just, be, it just becomes forgettable for me. I never want to watch this again. Didn't they make a sequel? Isn't there like a fucking like baboons on a plane or some shit? Like, I feel oh. like they. I thought they made a sequel when I started watching this. So, <laughs> but uh, neither here nor there. Yeah, it just gets a waste of time for me. That would be a waste of time. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, I'm giving it a high dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. And I, I'm gonna give it a dollar. I'm glad the movie exists. I'd buy yeah. that for a dollar. Was it that contest, Tony? The people that could come up with the craziest title or craziest movie or something? Is that the article that no, started it? Says, or? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember my. I, don't I remember, remember there was like a runner-up, like said bears in a train or something. <laughs> no, the, the the story is credited to David D'Alessandro, a University of Pittsburgh administrator and first-time Hollywood writer. He developed the concept in 1992 after reading a Nature magazine article about Indonesian brown tree snakes climbing onto planes and cargo during World War II. He originally wrote the screenplay about the brown tree snake loose on a plane, titled the film Venom. He soon revised it, expanding upon the premise to include the plague of assorted venomous snakes, then credited the film Aliens, revised it once again to include lots of them loose in the fuselage of a plane. D'Alessandro's third draft of Venom was turned down by more than 30 Hollywood studios in 1995 and in 1999. A producer for MTV slash Paramount showed interest in the script, followed up by New Line Cinemas, which took over the rights for the production, blah, blah, blah. Um... There's quite a bit here on Wikipedia about the fucking movie. So, um, so, yeah. There you go. Yeah, the tits were definitely a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) I'd buy them tits for a dollar. There you go. Or bite them. All right, let's see how they do. Not that it matters. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it matters, yeah. Extra credit was. Snakes on the plane, motherfucker. The motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. This movie, yeah. I don't know. I remember this at Comic-Con. I had a shirt that I loved. Uh, Hall H, for the people who come to Comic-Con Hall H, was the snakes on a plane shirt. I loved that shirt, and I ended up losing it years later. I don't know what happened to it. Oh. But that movie is just purely built on the hype of Sam Jackson. I mean, it was that, that should have been one of those fucking sci-fi movies like Sharknado or whatever. I think this is a exactly. testament to that. But uh, Snakes on a Motherfucking Plane, it was horrible. It's a dumbass movie. What can I say? It makes no <laughs> sense. It's dumb. But it's one of those, like, Piranha 3D. Like, they don't show no three double Ds in this movie. I don't remember. 
uh, I'm gonna say who picked this? I think uh, I forget who picked this. And then Harley, Harley's ass. I'm gonna say I did he, not pick this bullshit. He it, I think it's this entertaining movie. Uh, this look, it's fucking retarded. There's nothing fucking you know. You can't. It's not based in reality. So I'm gonna say it's a straight Donaldo, just in the dumb, the dumbness factor. Obviously, uh, we've been having a hard week uh, with the loss of Chadwick Boseman, uh, great actor. Uh, he had so much going for him. He had a lot ahead of him. So I'm going to make a morbid question, make light of the situation. If you guys can protect one guy for the rest of 2020, because 2020 has been fucked up, and, like, say, no, this guy, you know, I'm protecting this guy, and nothing can happen to him, who would be, like, political figure, uh, sports figure, entertainer? Who would you guys pick so you don't want nothing to happen to? Me, it's no question to be fucking Fonzo. He's... Obviously, the best well, thing to happen to Bad Boys yeah, Podcast into the universe. So uh, that's who I would protect. But who is the that, have a great show. Christ. Bad Boys for life. I'm not even going to answer his fucking question after that bullshit. Uh, I'll just take the title away from Evan and, and uh, he's putting it back on art right now. Oh, that's great. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> fucking shit. My pick would be Fonzo. Uh, my, boy. my main man, Fonzo. <laughs> now I am going to sabotage your points you cocksucker alright next wait no one's going to answer this question you guys are all oh, <laughs> fuck him uh, it was a joke I'm not going to take his question serious Yeah, like he couldn't it. even take it himself serious. Well, because I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Ooh, that's tough." Like, I mean, yeah, ooh, that's a good question. Like he said, it's a morbid question. It's I, like, you know, I pick Evan so he can rub it in his face. Yes, oh, there you go. Bring it back. Sounds good to me. Hardy, Hardy's picking it all. There's no question. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. That's easy. Well, he already had the Rona, so right. He's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And. The motherfucking snake on the <laughs> motherfucking plane. Oh, I love that. It is um, so good. I assume that was the original title. Um, <laughs> why was this film so hyped? Uh, I, I hope you guys have already talked about it. Um, but by the time it got here to NZ, because it was one of those ones that was three months after the original release, and... I went to the movie assuming the hype was there because it was a good film, and this is not a good film. No, it's not. What? Uh, So I didn't fully understand what was going on. Oh, there you go. Anyway, Harley will give it a waste of time. Tony will give it a pile of shit. (laughs) And Fonzo will give it a dollar because Fonzo likes things like uh, Piranha 3 Double D and whatnot. Because Fonzo has a great sense of humour. Uh, that's all. Oh, um, I'm not confident on that at all. Who knows? <laughs> it'll get a I don't understand you the sure film. Like that's always for life. That's funny. Oh, we love you, Reed. Don't ever change. Yeah, don't ever change, Reed. That's my main man no. right there. I know. He had the lead, too. Seems like so long ago. Mm. Right? All right, next. 
Next time I'm playing Samuel Jackson. Um, it looks like a very fun movie. Even though I haven't seen it, but I've seen the preview many times. But I think I might watch it now. But uh, I think all three of you guys are going to give it a dollar. Okay, guys, that's it for me. Take it easy. Bad boys for life. Bad boys for life. What was his name? Hakmed? The bad boys? Oh, yeah. Martin says, he just says another name. He goes, what? No, what? Hakmed? No. Well, oh, fuck. Yeah. Can't you see his tears right here? This shit's serious. <laughs> this shit's serious right here. Oh, man. What, what? How many points did he get? Two points? I don't know. I, I, I didn't pay attention. You're not right. <laughs> you're not anymore. You're fucking. Not anymore. This guy's done. Not anymore. This guy's done. <laughs> yeah, we got champ. Fuck it. So you're saying these guys second place? Yes. So if he doesn't say anything, we'll go with Tony's extra credit. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Now that we got a champ, I guess uh, Evan can pick that oh, one. That's right. Yeah. I guess maybe it will. Whisper in his ear. All right. Uh, here's Evan's extra credit. So now, what if he bets everything during the extra credit and he loses it all? Because Does that mean he's... Because. Does he... Uh, does he from the beginning, then. I don't know how I feel that. about that. I... What do you mean? Why? Yeah. My instinct is you, you. I don't know. I, I don't think you can lose the game after you won the game. Why not? You don't. Well, you don't well, win the Vegas game, and then you want to bet it again. Right. Remember that one where both no, that's a good point. That's Angie good point. and Evan crossed the finish line, but he crossed it with more points, and so we couldn't yeah. declare her the winner right away. We had to wait for the end of the whole round. We're we're not at the end of the whole round. Okay, so let's wait to. Uh... <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Oh, convince me. Let's no, beat. I like. I like actually. As much as I hate to admit it, I like uh, Fonzo's analogy better. You know, yeah. it's like you're Vegas. You won it all, but you can still gamble it until you know. Yeah, so, well, fair enough. Yeah, sure. Right. If he gambles it, he could lose it. Charlie's monkey fighting snakes. Snakes Um, I'm going to say Fonzo's giving us a slater. Tony's given us a uh, dollar, and Harley is giving us a waste of time. No bets on this. Bad boys for life. So. There you go. Oh, he knew. There he it knew. is. There it is. I already won. <laughs> which, which he was really close because Fonzo, you were like ready to give this a fucking Slater. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was Mark. He's like, no, I'm not betting. I already had the lead. I already won. He was very confident. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, then I guess, so, Evan, you will uh, give us a homework. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll play, guys. Well, this was a wacky, wacky season. That's for sure. Yeah. And it ups and downs. The, the, gamb- the, the gambling sort of, the gambling really kind of sets you up for that. Yeah. And um no it didn't these these fuckers did not disappoint. Well, not <laughs> well. yeah. It was over the top for sure. So oh, yeah. that was fun game. Absolutely. Fun championship for yeah. sure. Congratulations again, two timer now. Welcome yeah. to the two time club. Those yeah. accents, man. Right? He earns it, man. Those accents yeah. are amazing. Gambles when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, it was it was Reed's game to win it, though. Well, you know, I mean, that was still. When did he lose it all? I think he had thirty points. Yeah, he had forty-two at one point. Yeah, his highest yeah. he had was forty-two, yeah. and then he gambled forty or some shit or doubled down. So Ouch. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, then, Evan, would you let us know what the homework will be? Um, let's see. Yeah, well, cool. So we got that out of the way. And then, um, yeah, weekends talk now, right? Yeah, we're there. We're already there, yeah. Sounds good to me. I'll go first real quick. Saturday, we got the roofers come out and help fix the roof part that uh, the tiles have broken off in the beginning. Make it HOH ready. Go ahead, fix that. And then we got ready for the screen for Rudy. And then today, my mom's birthday is on Tuesday, but we celebrated today. Oh, nice. My dad had a, he bought a brand new grill from the Home Depot. He was showing it off. He was super excited at the nice, like, at the regular size grill. And on the right hand side, there's another burner for like extra hot heat. So like, like a steak or something. And then on the right, he's got one for like the pot. So burns quick, burns the chicken to kind of style really well. My mom made her salsa that was amazing. And another hotter one. And I got a question for you, Tony. Oh. You love hot sauce. Yeah. But your dad just looks at it and he's fucking in tears. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> Have I not told the story that I that I trained for that shit? I wasn't born liking hot sauce. I hated hot sauce. I was ketchup okay. man. I was ketchup man for the longest time. Ketchup man until I was like 20-something. You're still a ketchup man, right? Uh yeah, I'm still a catcher man. Um but I've I've grown. <laughs> uh no, I went I, I I went to a um like a great uncle's house out in Arizona. Uh helped mm-hmm. I helped somebody move and, and so I drove their truck out there and so we like he he made breakfast and with the breakfast he offered me peppers. I'm like, No, I don't like peppers and he just looks at me, he's like Are you Mexican? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then he just, here. And boom, just like gave me this massive gallon Ziploc of peppers. And he's like, take them home with you. Eat one with every meal. Finish the bag. Then you'll be Mexican. It's like a fucking mob boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not allowed to be Mexican. I'm not, you know, I'm not made yet. So um, I had to, and I did it. I did it. And uh, and then I just fell in love with him. Like, like. I ate them with every meal, just like you said. I had one, just one little ball pepper that were, or Chiltepin peppers, um, and uh, and and I did it. I, I carried around, I carried them around in a little uh, Altoid tin um, everywhere. <laughs> I, I carried them around with me in my pocket, and any oh, any meal I went to, took, yeah, no, I took it seriously. I thought this guy was like gonna ha- like have spies and looking at me, like 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 I was, if I didn't eat one with a meal, he'd show up at my door the next day or something. Um, but I did it and it just like, I finished the bag and then I just liked them. And then I just started having more and more peppers. So that's, that's why I like peppers because I was forced into it. It's the yeah. Stockholm syndrome of peppers. Oh, that's fucking funny. Okay. Well, for some reason your dad cannot handle the heat and nope. he was putting sauce under his plate and he's like, look, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa look at all those chilies, those green, all those green things. And what does your mom say? Oh no, those are nopales. Those are cactus. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, yeah, don't worry, it's just nopales, you know. And he thinks it's cactus because it's green. Oh and, no! Uh, so he starts biting into it, and he's trying to play it cool. But I see his eyes watery. At first, he was very talkative, and then once it takes two bites, he is like, 
He is not saying it anymore. His eyes are watering. Yep. He's taking steps, and I'm like, I'm like, how are you told he's dead? Like you can't yeah. even handle it. It's no. so funny. Um, and but so and it always cracks me up. My mom would say, "It's not hot." Uh-huh. For her, it's not hot. Is you know, it's like it's like we got some mild, medium, hot. You know, yep. like extremely hot. It's probably still not hot. So like for Tony and my mom, it's like you know they say not hot, it's not. But for Amy and Tony's dad, that shit scorched. So <laughs> you know, proceed with caution. So yeah. So they had came over and helped my celebrate my mom's birthday, and we play a little more of um. Uh, it's a fun game. You throw the sack in the hole, cornhole, cool. cornhole, and then and my sister brought a dog over, and, and the kids were having fun playing. And uh, yeah, man, it was just a good time. We could all you know hang out together, and. Um, you know, we just told your mom that we're all, you know, we're all healthy, we're all safe, so it's all good, you know. So I know your dad brought a mask. <laughs> and then uh, and then Cruz friend that spent the night tonight, he had a little mask too. And we're like, well, we're all healthy, so, you know, we wouldn't invite you over if we weren't, so. Um, and then weather's so nice now, it's not too hot anymore, so we're able to sit outside and eat. Oh, it's been so nice. So, um, but, uh, yeah, long weekend. Bye, y'all. I'll go next. Uh, not much yesterday. And a nice weekend. Uh, although I can't remember. Oh, yesterday we went for a drive. We're looking, looking, trying to find some campsites locally. You know, for like a little three or four day weekend kind of thing. So, um, so we went out to uh, Bernie is the area, and um, especially right now there's a lot of fires around us so it's been smoky all week um and yesterday and today it was actually really nice the smoke went away so that was cool but um uh so yesterday we went on that little little drive so that was cool found some cool spots i think we're gonna go camping in a couple weeks um and then today i went for a motorcycle ride with my buddy mike in mount shasta that's the first time i took that bike out to the lake where i got my hernia months ago so so fortunately uh no hernia but um yeah good i'm sore as fuck though man i'm getting old for riding dirt bikes oh, so <laughs> really all that rallying jumping you get out yeah, of there you're pretty sore yeah yeah oh, you know it's one thing when we went out to the sand dunes because it's all like smooth sand you know yeah. but like at the lake and it's been super dry so it's just rocky and you're just bouncing off rocks and shit so it's like my hands just are like break your, just don't break your cockets shit so so anyway, so but uh yeah, it was nice, good ride. Um that was cool. Um Yeah, that was I think about it. Just kind right. of uh barbecued some ribs. Yeah. Tonight. Um Chris actually bought talk about peppers and shit. Chris, you know, she's from New Mexico and I guess green chilies are big in New Mexico and they're not super spicy, even I can kinda eat them. Um, but they do got a little kick to them, especially if you eat a bunch of them kind of thing. And so yeah. she actually ordered a case of hatch chilies, green chilies from New Mexico. Hmm. And, um, and then you have to like, um, you have to barbecue them. Then you peel the skin off. It's kind of this weird, interesting little process. I had no idea, but anybody from New Mexico is well aware of this sort of hatch green chilies from the town called hatch. And you have to, you cook them and you peel the skin off. So it's interesting. So, but mm-hmm. uh, tonight we just had some ribs and salad. So that was cool. Which one of y'all ordered that egg egg thing? The egg for the hard boiled eggs. Did everybody get it? Oh no, we're we're looking at it. Harley's the one. Oh, who, who that was me, it. man. I love that thing. I got, I got, got a couple. It. 
Yeah, I bought one at the local grocery store here. The fucking oh, it's like twelve bucks, and I was yeah. like, I'm gonna get this. And I, and then it's funny because we went on. I got it, and I used it a couple times because it's just too easy, right? Just you just put your eggs in there, put like a little like a couple tablespoons of water, and then in like ten minutes, literally ten or twelve minutes, you got fucking perfect hard boiled eggs. And they peel real easily. That's the big thing. I think most people have a tendency to overcook hard-boiled eggs, and then it makes it real hard for them to peel. And these, it's just the right amount of time and right amount of water or whatever. I'm not exactly sure. So um, it works out well. But um, it was funny because we went on that big Oregon trip, that like eight-day or whatever camping trip we went on. And I was planning on bringing it. And then at the last minute, I was like, nah, I don't want to use the electricity, uh, you know, because we're obviously camping. So it's yeah. like, I don't want to run the generators. And and so I wouldn't have had to run the generator, but it was just like, I, I don't know, I was just being weird. Right. And so I didn't bring it. And during the whole trip, I was like, fuck, man, I could go for a hard boiled egg right now. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to remember to bring it next. Uh, yeah, no, you, man, those things are the bone. Uh, yeah. Soft boiled? Does it do soft boiled? Like, I'm sure you could time it right, but no, it hard boils them. Gotcha. So, I, I bet you there's probably one out on the market that has adjustable. You know, there's like a hard boiled and a soft boiled. Yeah. So yeah, because I like the inside of I like a little soft boiled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, now these this one makes them pretty hard. Cool. Mm-hmm. What are you, JP? I went completely opposite. We we finally decided like we're done socializing we're done going out we're done with risking like we're just staying yeah, you at home had a hard time with your parents at the your like lunch yeah so. i was just really uncomfortable out there and i'm just like you know what it just it's 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 all about it's it's risk right and like why am i adding risk why am i putting risk out there and if, if i can afford to just stay home psychologically we can handle just being at home let's just yeah. stay the fuck home and so that's what we did. We just stayed home. We had some drinks, played some video games, watched some Korra, finished Korra. That was cool. Oh, nice. The last season was kind of whack, but uh, the show, awesome. Korra's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, we played video games. We're playing Mario Party. You like the way it ended? or I didn't like the last villain in the season four. Hmm. I was like, it was kind of a lame villain, but they got to have well, four seasons. Because here in Red Lotus was- was pretty badass. The Red Lotus was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Zaheer was badass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, the I kind of felt that too. I was like, man, this was really how, how you compete against them, you know? Right. And you know what? Reagan had an interesting point when we were talking. He's like, hey, what? Where, where'd you leave off at? He's like, I think I'm almost done. And I, sh- I go on my Netflix on my phone. I show him, and I go, I go, oh, you're right here. And I don't want to spoil anything. I'm like, oh, are you at this part? He goes, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hey, so who? What you like the fight scenes in Korra? And he goes, he goes, yeah, they're a lot harder. He's like, Korra's got to go in her avatar state all the time. In all, the fight. all the time. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, he, he goes, Aang never had to. He always had to like. Yep. You know, it always took him a while. He's like, she goes on it all the time because her bag is a lot harder. And I'm like, damn. No, I, I, and, and see, I had that same conversation with Lainey, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't think she's as good. Yeah. She's not that good of a fighter in her normal elements. state. Yeah. But anyway, it's a cartoon, so it's like whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, Great cartoon. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's so we good just though, did... if, it, if it instigates, not instigates, but if it inspires, you know, those kind of talks. And Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, cool. especially from kids. Yeah, 
You're not really a cartoon guy, huh, Harley? Hey, man, my favorite. Big Mouth, baby. Every day. Oh, that's right. That's right. I love... you can't, but, you, but you can't watch it with Madison, you know. I, you know, it's it's just a limited thing. I mean, I think the big thing for me and Big Mouth specifically is I watch it with Chris. Right. We enjoy it together. Sure. And so sure. I don't watch. She watches a lot of Netflix on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when I have time and I watch I watch YouTube videos. That's yeah. kind of my my personal escape. Is, you know, I watch a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of YouTube videos. I watch a lot of um, car shows. Kind of thing. I have a subscription to Motor Trend, and so it's kind of like Netflix for gearheads. And so um, there's a bunch of shows on there that I watch. Um, so yeah, there's so much good stuff, um, you know. Um, and so it's just. Do you ever watch Tony's Weekends on your on Netflix? <laughs> Say what? Uh, oh, because uh, I interrupted. Uh, cause uh, cause <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just like, brain, there's, there's not much left, man. I just, we play video games, watch okay. movies, watch cartoons, play? just play, just drank, drank a little bit. What games are you playing? Uh, Guacamelee. Oh, still I'm still playing that. Um, okay. I'm just kind of dragging it out because I enjoy playing it. Uh, oh, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. It's, uh, it was on uh, Game Pass on Xbox. It's this quick little, like, two hour three-hour game no it's like two hours um you can you can make it last longer but uh, it, what's cool is that it's a it's it's like the future of storytelling it had a nice thing to the story normally you play games and there's story and then there's like two hours of gameplay right you got a puzzle solve you got a platform you got to kill you blah, blah 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 and so there's a lot of gameplay which doesn't have a lot of story in it and then you get back to the story. And even with 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 um, like um, the Last of Us Two, uh, yeah. where they do have a lot of story that they try to uh, include, like within the main cutscenes, mm-hmm. it's still the pacing doesn't feel like a standard movie, right? Like a standard sure. storytelling movie. Sure. You you get a certain pacing. This this game was cool because it had it. And it had gameplay. Like you're, you're, you follow a girl kind of like going, uh, digging into the past of her family. Um, and like the, the, the family's got this weird quote unquote curse. Like people die before, like the, they, the people, like people in the family just end up dying before their time, like in, in freak accidents. And you kind of exploring their stories. And as you're exploring their stories, you play the game as them, um, kind of like reliving their story. And it was really well done because it was just just enough, like not really puzzling. You you had to do a little bit of puzzling, but not too much, so that you get right back into the story. Um, and I, we we just enjoyed it. it. It's it was one of those because uh, while I'm playing games, Lainey's normally like just scrolling and she'll, she'll watch it. Uh, something funny will be on screen and I'll you know I'll replay it or whatever. Uh, but this one, she was glued. Like she put down her phone phone and she was in it. I was like that that's wow. pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so the, 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 that game was one, um, it's another one. Uh, my, my, my good friend, Pedro, it's this like shooting, <laughs> like a shooting game, uh, like, a what do you call it? Like you, you get to jump around. So Pedro is banana. <laughs> and that's the reason I played it. Cause it's like the, the title or the, the, 
the the cover is just a banana and it says my friend pedro like i, I gotta see what the fuck this is uh but he he gives you um bullet time so you can jump around in bullet time and you can oh, um you know with you can control uh the two different guns you know go dual wheel and you can shoot people for with both guns and flip around and it's it's so it's like a little bit like a platform or a little bit of a shooter um so that's kind of fun um oh, but uh we enjoyed we enjoyed playing mario party I uh, got the latest one that uh, the kids played at the um, at the meetup, and like mm-hmm. I, bu- I bought it at oh, the yeah, meetup yeah. so that the kids could play it, and and we haven't played it since. And finally, oh, okay. we're, I'm just like, we gotta play this shit, you know? We are we yeah. played it, God damn it! Um, and sure enough, we we enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. What else did we do? Because we got we got drunk and we did some stupid shit. Um, <laughs> uh, we played Guess Who, but we played it differently so we what we did is we each got a card and then we tried to get the other person to guess the card without using any physical descriptions so i'd say so okay so my guy uh, or i'd say my person um uh, still lives with his parents right and so then she's like mm-hmm. hmm, all right so and then and then she'll say like uh okay so my guy owns a chihuahua it's like, oh, okay. So, what kind of what kind of guy would own, what kind of person would own a chihuahua? She's like, oh, my, my person's been divorced. Uh, like, it's a, so we just like try to invent these backstories for these these guess who characters and and oh, let's and funny. see if they can guess it. You know, like yeah. I, one of them, I was like, okay, my guy, uh, he, he has a family crest, <laughs> and then he also had um, he liked science or something like that. Uh, I don't remember, but, but 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 we were actually able to guess within like a couple. Uh, like we'd get it down to like two, and it was one of them. Um, so, so you're not so, even using like description. You're going completely. No, we're completely off the fucking wall and just kind of wow. like going off of stereotypes. Like what kind of stereotypes like does she have? She's like, okay, she believes these you kind of just people. Invented a new guess who? Right, it's a new way of playing it, and it's like yeah. it's it's totally kind of fucked up because you're you're uh, you're yeah. using stereotypes of of looks to try <laughs> to try well, what's and get scary people to is guess like it. You guys can figure out who you're we know about, each other's right? stereotypes, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, it kind of it was it was, was kind of fun. Uh, what else did we do that was kind of stupid? Um, I feel like we did some stupid things. I just I don't I don't remember. Uh, we ordered wings <laughs> at some point. She, the, like the doorbell rings. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's ringing our doorbell at the? And she gives me this like smile. I'm like, oh, she ordered pizza, but she didn't Damn. order pizza. She ordered we Domino's. The memory wings. <laughs> uh, she, but she just ordered wings from Domino's without the pizza. I was like, whoa. All right, <laughs> let's do this. So. Um, Door dashes, or they, or is just Domino's delivered? Uh, I think Domino's delivers here. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just just, just chilled. We just had yeah. our own little, you know, date date weekend, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. We we're trying to avoid going out. So. It's yeah. easy to fall victim to fatigue, kind of thing. I know it's yeah. tough. We don't we yeah. don't have a, a high number of cases popping up. You know, we usually have like one or two a day, kind of thing. Yeah. And. um and we haven't had, we haven't had any deaths, so right on. Yeah, it, it was just one of those things where we're like, you know, if we can afford to psychologically to not add risk to the world, let's just not add risk. Yeah, yeah. We we're good hanging out with each other at home. Let's just let's just keep that going. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, what, what did we do today? I just it, we we move, it was movies today. So today was the, the homework and the extra credit. Right on, right on. Cool, guys. Well, that's awesome, man. I think that's going to conclude episode five seventeen of the Bad Boy Podcast. We just randomly ranted all things movies. I've been your host, Fonzo, saying, "Be excellent to each other." Absolutely. We, uh, we die together. Congratulations, champ. Absolutely. Uh, MCP, bad boys for life. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Nice.